What do you get when you have a crazy pandemic, too much time on your hands, and the need for community? You get the schmooze. Join me, Allison Friedman, as I yenta it up with other members of the TAE fam. Join me. All right. Welcome to the Schmooze. It's our very first episode of our Temple Adah Elohim uh, talk show. And I'm Allison Friedman. I am a nine year long, wow, congregant of Temple Adah Elohim. And I am so happy to be part of uh, this talk show and to welcome everybody. Um, I'm going to be interviewing a lot of our temple members, our lay leadership, our staff. And it's a really great way to get to know each other as we are stuck and safe at home while we can't be together. Um, so I'm here today with one of my favorite VIPs, my friend and your president and mine, Julie Rikus. Let's have a round of applause for Julie Rikus. Oh, thanks. What a <laughs> so great idea for a podcast. Thanks. Welcome to the Schmooze. You're our very first guest. How does oh, it feel? yay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Good. You're like Emmy. It'll be for oh. this episode. I will make sure you have a slice of my Emmy award for sure. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to be asking you a few questions today that um, it's not a job interview, uh, okay. but these questions are a way for us to get to know you better because you serve a very important role at Temple of Elohim and we're grateful and thankful. Um, but, you know, just because of all the business that you handle behind the scenes and at board meetings, I want to get to know you even beyond your temple president role. Um, right. And that means your regular life, your day-to-day, -day, your upbringing, and also your, your Jewish journey. So um, without further ado, Julie, can you tell us a little bit about your background um, in your non-TAE life? What do you do? What do you enjoy? Who do you live with? What do you do for fun? Take it away. <sighs> okay. Um, well, I live with my husband, um, a good start. Of 30, yes, of 30 years, uh, a very long time and our son who's 18 and a half and our two dogs, one that's 13 years old and, uh, the newest addition to our house who is a year old in a couple Mazel tov. You look Thank great you. for being a new mom and Thank you. It's, it's like, it's like, yes, it's like a grandchild trying to get used to them. And we have two kids, obviously Jordan is the one that lives at home and Colby is our 27 year old who mm -hmm. maybe some people may know, some people might not know because she's not always around. And we're going to have a soon to be son in law. Let's Another see. Thousand, thank you. We live in Thousand Oaks. Uh, we have for 16, 7, like 25 years now. Uh, our kids have gone through schools through the Conejo Valley, so mm -hmm. we are diehards of this area. We have belonged to two religious organizations since we've been here, uh, Center for Early Jewish Education, which has an interesting sixth degree, if I know. Hmm. Uh, that's kind of how I know your, <laughs> your mother-in-law and we're, your father-in-law. We were friends before we were even friends, right? Exactly. Julie? So our daughter went there and your mother-in-law was her teacher and your mm -hmm. father-in-law played the guitar at her bat mitzvah. And at mine. And at yours. And your sister-in-law, Allison, was my TA when I taught kindergarten there. I, yes, it's just it so many six degrees. And let's see. And then we came to TAE uh, 12 years ago when our daughter was a high school senior. I think that was 12 years ago. So that's kind of our journey together as a family. What's my Jewish journey? I yeah. never had a bat mitzvah growing up. Um, I was very lucky. I had a lot of Jewish friends in the mm -hmm. San Fernando Valley. So I got to go to a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs. But I myself was raised by um, a single parent. My mom passed away when I was little. Mm -hmm. And my dad did his best to bring me up um, with the Judaism in our lives. And so I went to Sunday school, but that was pretty much it. Mm -hmm. So when I was an adult, I took the adult in a mitzvah class at TAE. Mm -hmm. And in 2014, I had my bat mitzvah. So, wow. Yeah. So, so that was, yeah. And I have to say that was probably more fun than even if I had done it at 13. Got to meet a lot of wonderful women and uh, have the friendships from, from then mm -hmm. until today. There's kind of like um. A, a nice blessing about going through that as an adult when you can truly appreciate the journey and 
understand what it is that you're really doing. I think TAE does a wonderful job prepping our young adults to do that, of course, when they are 13, but there's probably an added layer of appreciation that you just can't possibly have when you're 13, but that you can have as a, an adult adult. Absolutely. So. Jordan was having his nine months after mine. And I remember correcting him because mm -hmm. we had the same tutor. We had Nancy Fetterman and he would always say, Baruch. And I said, oh my God, you know, you're not supposed to say it that way. And he would look at me and go, I hate the fact that you just had yours. Why do you know all this? You know? So yeah, I think that it's a different mindset, obviously, as an adult. And it's something that you, you really want to do. Right. I'm not saying that 13 year olds don't want to do it, but um, it's just a different mindset. So it was, right. yeah, it was a great experience. That's awesome. Well, so. welcome again to the Jewish community oh, um, as a leader and an adult. Um, so, I mean, I have to know one of the most important questions ever um, as a Jewish adult. And I need to know what is your deli order, your ideal wow. order. If you go to your deli, what do you get? Okay. So my favorite deli is Brent's, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, by popular part. opinion it, it has to be brands um and so if i'm eating red meat it would probably be a reuben with pastrami mm. uh, okay or, or sky high really and if i'm not eating red meat then it would be the same thing but with turkey um definitely okay. fries well done right and i think that's and you know some potato salad on the side i, I just love bellies and i of love brands. so are you, so you're team potato salad not team coleslaw well, obviously that's not true because on a sky high you have potato, you have that's coleslaw, true. and then I would want some potato salad as well. I, I kind of want the best of both worlds. So you're, it's really a strategy is what I'm hearing. You're really thinking about the whole picture, not just the side. I am an, I'm a condiment kind of girl. I, I have mm -hmm. to put something on my sandwich. Yeah. So coleslaw, potato salad, something like that. Mac salad. I hear yeah. you. And when it comes to matzo ball soup, I also need to know mm -hmm. firm ball or fluffy ball? So our aunt makes firm balls with um, fried onions in the middle. Uh, uh, not fried, yeah, fried sauteed, and they're delicious. Um, wow. Fluffy balls are yummy too. Right. Uh, I think this past Passover, I did the whole shebang because we were at home. And mm -hmm. so instead of having that nice, you know, option of going, hey, Allison, you make something and, you know, so-and-so, you make something. I made right. everything. Boy. And I think that they were kind of somewhere in the middle. They, they came out, they were tasty. Yeah. And not the best, but, you hybrid. know. Yeah, exactly. A hybrid ball. Um, yeah. I, I will say something I learned from my mother-in-law, who you know, um, who learned from her mother, is to get the fluffy balls. Do you know what the secret ingredient is? Um, I, it's something carbonated, right? It is. I use yeah, a little of club soda in there. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I have heard that, and I and I probably it works. That. Yeah, but it works. I, I works. I feel like a Jewish Mr. Wizard every time I do it. So, <laughs> so it they works. don't sink. In other words, they, they no, they they, they go down, and then you 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 worry and you hope and you pray and you say a lot of brachas that it's going to come up, and then all of a sudden, whoop, it comes up. So, oh well, I have to try yeah. it. I have to you try have to it. Try. Well, now that we got that out of the way, whew, um, <laughs> I'd love to know how you actually arrived at TAE with all of your choices in the community or not doing anything at all. Why, why TAE? Why did you come here? So it's an interesting story. As I said, when we first moved to the Conejo, my husband, who maybe some of you know, some of you don't know, um, said, I don't want to be involved in a temple. I will never find myself going on a Friday night. I really want like temple light. So that's why we joined CEJE. There was really not very much um, engagement. The kids mm -hmm. kind of went to school once or twice a week. And that was really what my husband wanted at the time. And then for those of you who do know him, you know that at Temple at Elohim, that was not the case. And he was on the board for eight years. And so when we were, you know, our kids are nine years apart. So yeah, I'm, I'm a bad mom. So we decided to do like two different things for our kids. So the first one went to CEJE and then with Jordan, we decided let's try something more traditional. Let's see what Epiam is. Let's see what TAE is. Um, we had tried to belong to a Havara at Beth Havarim. So we re I really wanted the Jewishness in our mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. Paul was kind of like, okay, well, let's see who we can make friends with. The reason why we ended up at TAE is honestly because they called us back. Um, Aliza 
called us back and you know spoke with Paul and you know whatever was going on in our lives at that point you know we talked about and said hey this is what I can pay this is what I want Mm -hmm. what do you have that can you know that we can make this work for everybody and that was really why we went there was because she called us back and, and cared Wow. And also we felt that we, I mean, after touring everywhere, we really belonged here. Um, we right. were not obviously ready for conservative Judaism, not, not our. Mm-hmm. Wasn't what you were feeling. So the fact no. that Adat Elohim offered um, what you were looking for in the first place, plus mm-hmm. there was outreach and communication that made you feel really good. And so that's how you checked the box to come to us. Correct. All right. Correct. Well, I'm glad you did. Um, so when you got to TAE, you Mm -hmm. obviously didn't dive right in. Um, you probably attended a couple services, made a few friends, maybe had a nibble of a slice of challah at an Oneg. Um, but how did you get to go from regular old member, which we obviously, um, love all of our members, no matter their status. Yes, we do. To, (laughs) to... Madam President, <laughs> tell us about how you came up the ranks. So you know the old adage, it's, it's not what you do, it's who you know, right? So we had no idea who to know. Um, but when we joined, there was this, this um, Purim celebration called Purim Palooza. And at the time, uh, Michelle Jackman, for those of you who know her, and Richard Jackman, uh, we were just starting to talk to them and we said, hey, we want to come but we don't really know anybody and can we volunteer? And those words, we'd love to hear from our members, but they are a little bit, you know, pointed. So we we volunteer, right. And then you become a a volunteer for life. And they said, sure. So we came and we kind of walked around and we kind of helped and saw kind of at the lay of the land. And from that point on, Richard just grabbed both of us and wouldn't let go. And so Paul became the development chair and I became a member at large. And then we did the carnival for a couple of years. And, and then we kind of did some galas and then it just kind of kept rolling. And, you know, once you're involved, it's kind of hard to say no. Um, I think it's a really good skill to learn. I just haven't mastered it. Yet, so. <laughs> well, I'm glad you haven't learned how to say no. Um, did you always have your eyes on the prize of president? No. Okay. No, I actually thought my husband would be president. Yeah, I would have bet on that as well. Um, yeah. So this is a classic case of the wife just taking over, the Jewish wife <laughs> taking over the lead role. I, I um, think that sometimes I think that I'm um, under the radar. Um, it's kind of nice when people don't expect too much from you. <laughs> then, you know, you kind of step over that bar pretty easily. So. Right. I, I really always thought Paul would do it, um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of just what I assumed. And then I kind of wondered why I couldn't do it. So that's kind of <laughs> yeah. where I went from there. Just because just we can assume he would do it doesn't mean you can't be exactly. able to actually exactly. step in. Yeah. So, um, so you didn't actually set your intention to be president one day, mm-hmm. but here you are on your in your throne of um, TAE Temple <laughs> presidency. Okay. I wouldn't um, say that, but okay. It's probably easier than being president of the United States. Um, I, I would guess. <laughs> but I would you, guess. Still, you still have a lot of duties and things to um, think about and consider right. as temple president. Um, right. What would you say is one of the hardest parts of your job? What well, keeps you up at night? I think the hardest part is to remember that it's not necessarily about me. It's about all the members and it's about what is good for everyone. And I, I think that as human beings, it's kind of hard to you know, not have your own agenda and mm-hmm. to realize that you're really working on behalf of everyone. And right. um, you, you know, last minute things, certainly when I took over as president, I never imagined that there would be a pandemic. So I thought that it was going quite well until March 18th. And then as my husband reminded me, you know, every president's had something that they've had to deal with. True. So, um, yeah, so this was my cross to bear, no pun intended. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, trying you know. to really, really trying to um, 
figure out, you know, what people are going to want at this point, I think keeps all of us up at night trying to figure out how we can totally. better connect people and kind of move forward. Absolutely. I mean, with Temple being so much about community and even social um, agendas, it's, it's very uh, disruptive to our lives as a temple and as people who want to be together to have this pandemic. But I, I will say that I think the temple has everyone's best interest in mind and the planning, oy, the planning that has gone into making sure that everyone's taken care of and still engaged and still is getting the benefit of temple membership is um, it's evident. And uh, so thank you for all that hard work. Well, I know I mean, that's it's, hard. it's nice. It's nice that you're thinking me, but there's so many people behind the scenes. Um, you know, you asked, oh, what would it be like to be, you know, president of the United States? <laughs> All I can tell you is that I am very grateful to have so many great people to work with. Mm -hmm. Not only the board, you know, here's the typical stump speech, but, you know, not just the board and everything, but the staff have been amazing. The clergy, Rabbi Diamond, Cantor. I mean, it's really hard to put into words um, the amount of work and exhaustion that everybody has put in mm -hmm. to try and pivot and to you know figure out what do we do here like exactly like what we're doing right we're talking via zoom we would never be doing this never. before so it's it's amazing um you know what's come out of this I, i'm hoping that there's going to be so many positives that come out of it mm -hmm. that we can definitely use and pull forward and you know so but i'm very it's all about with absolutely and i think it's all about looking at those silver linings like you said we would not even, there would be no show the schmooze if it wasn't for the pandemic because we would just see each other, you know, organically. So instead we need to make a date over Zoom to um, talk and on what platform, why not create a talk show? So, you know, this wouldn't exist without it. So while I am not happy about this pandemic as I'm sure nobody is, um, I think it's important that we look at, well, what, what is the good that has come out of it? And I mm -hmm. think there have been many good things. I've heard such great feedback about people really enjoying the virtual uh, services and how they can, right. you know, pop their feet up on the coffee table, have a glass of wine and have Shabbat, you know, that's pretty special. So um, things like that are, are really important. So a lot of the discussion groups that have come out of this, um, even just Zoom board meetings. I mean, as a member of the board, yeah. I have to say, like, it's really nice. My husband's on the board. He's the treasurer. I'm a member at large currently. And we sit on the computer. We don't have to worry about getting a babysitter for our kids. We can still be involved, but from the comfort of our home. And you don't really know if we're wearing pants or not. So um, <laughs> most of the time we're not. So it right. doesn't really matter. You no, I mean, I, nobody wears pants. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I, I really think that um, the interaction and the engagement it's so much more there's so many more things that are possible at this point because you're at home and you can jump on that zoom i mean a great example was like the passover seder i don't know if you and your family came to it but when they did it to see 99 little brady bunch you know um uh, squares yeah. on there was amazing but what was so nice was like you didn't have to drive anywhere right right you didn't have to get dressed up we moved our dining room table to in front of our big screen TV and we did it on our TV and it was just convenient. Right. You know, but I mean, I think too, you know, you're, you're a mom, you have two young kids. My son um, got caught up in the COVID high school graduation of 2020. I think that there's a lot of hardship that we as parents are going through because Absolutely. our bandwidth is so thin at this point. And so mm -hmm. I think, these kinds of things of engagement are super important and totally. it, and it's and we're gonna learn i think what our priorities are we have to yeah not not everything is as important as we thought it was before totally it's really opened our eyes to some mm -hmm. additional flexibility and wiggle room which yeah is i think good for everybody at any point in life i don't think it should take a pandemic to make us reevaluate what our abilities and options are um so well, i think don't you think too, though, that at some point everybody was so, so busy oh, yeah. that like, you know, oh, I can't, I can't make it to this or I can't do that, whatever it was. And I think this sort of freed up everybody and went, absolutely. 
okay, I'm home and I can do this now. And, and I know that when we were talking to other congregants, a lot of them are taking more and more classes online. Mm -hmm. You know, they're entertaining themselves with, and doing things that they wouldn't normally do. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I personally see a lot of really good things to come out of this. Yeah, I agree. I, know, I, I, know with people you. Are, I hope people are feeling that too. I hope so. And, and from the buzz I'm hearing, I think they are seeing the silver linings of that. So, um, Hopefully, as we have more episodes of the schmooze, um, we can talk to others too and find out what's working. And that might even set off a light bulb for someone else. Like, oh yeah, that's something else I could do. So um, I'm sure presidenting during a pandemic is not what we expected, but it, I'm mm -hmm. impressed with how you've pivoted. I think that's a new buzzword we have now, right? Pivot? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I'm very cool now that I just said pivot. Um, <laughs> so in a normal, Let's go mm -hmm. back to normal times. In a normal mm -hmm. circumstance, um, when there is no global crisis of a pandemic, we have lots of fun TAE activities and events on the calendar. Could you give me like your top three favorite calendar events you look forward to that you can expect each year? And go. And go. Okay. Um, well, this is going to sound kind of strange, but high holidays. Just, I know it's probably not what you were thinking, but the reason yeah. why is because for me, I, it doesn't matter if I'm on the board or whatever, but I really like to greet people. You mm. see people that you never see, right? That um, come once a year and that's fabulous. But I just like the community feel. Um, and, and unfortunately, we're not gonna get that this year, but I do look forward to that every year. For some reason for me, it's just um, the engagement of seeing people. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about engagement um, stuff, let's see. Usually the galas, depending on what the theme is and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, okay. Uh, what parties do you throw again? The Purim party. The Purim party. Oh, yes. And the Purim spiel, because I got to be in it last year. So yes. I now got to experience what you and Brian and other people have experienced. And I would say that that was probably the most fun I've had. So I look forward to that and the carnival. Mm -hmm. I look so the Purim weekend. And the, the whole Purim weekend, absolutely. Right. Whatever great party that is. Mm -hmm. Galas, um, hot dogs and havdala. I don't know. I mean, I've really, I've made a lot of memories at a lot of different um, events. And so it's kind of hard to just choose. I know, I know. Well, I allowed you to pick three. You said four. Sorry. Um, so, you know, Miss President is the rule breaker. I but, can't count, sorry. <laughs> um, but maybe that's a good problem is that there are so many wonderful things that typically happen that he had to sneak another one in there. Yeah. So um, all those sound really good and it does make me miss those opportunities. But I'm sure based on our leadership and our staff, there will be some virtual way we can do all of those things in one way or another. So, you know, if not this year, then there's always next year. Isn't that what we say in Dodger baseball? Next year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. And we're doing good right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks to your dog named after a Dodger player. Uh, yes. Named after Billy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, so what would you say are the benefits of temple membership? I hear a lot of times like, well, I could just come to Friday night services if I need a, you know, a dose of Shabbat. I can just come, um, you know, other than like my child doesn't need religious school anymore. What would you say though are reasons to be a member of a temple? Not even just TAE. If somebody's watching this that's outside of TAE, like, you know, Jewish involvement is an important thing. So what would you say is an important part and benefit of membership? So for me, it's a couple of things. Um, one, it's finding lifelong friends. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but it is really true for us. We found a whole group of our mm -hmm. Um, Havara there and we've gone through all sorts of you know ups and downs and life cycle events with them and it's it's nice to have your own little community but I also think that it's nice to have a bigger community and I, again just my own experience that's all I can speak about I am like the six million dollar woman I've had two hip surgeries and a rotator cuff and the community seems to come out, not once, not twice, but how many ever times I'm putting more steel in my body to, to help and make sure that my family's okay. And I know that we do that for other families as well. And I think that no matter what temple or what Jewish organization you belong to, 
I think it's just important to have that community. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's easy. Well, maybe not easy, but I think it's possible to make friends in your neighborhood school and to make friends in your neighborhood. But I think there's just something a little different when your friends believe in the same moral mm-hmm. compass that you do. It's, it's just something different. That's all. Yeah. I don't know. And, and it's hard to you know, describe that. It is hard really. to describe. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when you're at temple, I mean, there's so many times when I would be at temple on a Friday night and, or even a Saturday and, you know, you're sitting there singing a song and like, you're looking at somebody because you remember something that happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a feeling that it's very hard to explain unless you're there. Yeah. It's yeah. that. But juju. It's also, I mean, yeah, it is the juju, but it's also, I think the kids can find it. I know, I know my son found it at camp, you know, mm-hmm. um, at Alanim and my daughter went to Hess Kramer and my husband went to Hess Kramer. I think it's just finding that Judaism wherever you happen to be. Totally. Um, I think we do a great job of it, you know, at our temple, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think wherever you can find it, uh, it's very beneficial. So. Yeah, I totally agree. Growing up, I really didn't have any um, Jewish friends. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in Westlake and went to Westlake High School, and I had a couple here really? and there, but I really didn't have like I, I felt like I was one of the only ones, really. And wow. um, and I and my parents never forced uh, religion. Like I had to beg to have a bat mitzvah, and they were like, "Really? Wow. You sure you want to do that?" And I was like, "Yes." And they they didn't believe me for a while, and then finally. Uh, that's when they enrolled me at CEJE because that was really just for me. It wasn't like a whole family thing. Right. And it gave me my training. But um, I, I didn't really feel what you're talking about until I went to summer camp at Alanine. And that is when I was like, oh, this is, this feels good. Like people get me and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it made sense. And then I was sad because I would only go for two weeks every summer, but then I'd come home for, you know, my regular school year and it was, back to normal. And it wasn't until again that I went away to college that I actually really found it even more because I was involved in Hillel. I was in a Jewish sorority. I went to University of Arizona, which they call Jew of A. So, um, (laughs) so, you know, I think it takes, it's definitely a journey as you go and uh, to find your people. And I probably wouldn't have ever considered being part of a temple. until I had a family that joined when I was pregnant with Madeline, who just turned nine. And um, that's when I felt like, oh, this is like the replication of that feeling from Jew of A or mm-hmm. the feeling of being at summer camp at Alanim. And so I'm, it's a hard feeling to describe, but it's definitely like mm-hmm. familiar and comfortable. And it reminds you of your own like actual blood family. Yep. And there's just something about the loudness and the stomach problems and the people who talk with food in their mouth. Like there's just, it's just familiar, you know, standing mm-hmm. around that own egg. And even though there might be a hundred people in the room, you feel like right. you truly know all of them. And I think that right. comes along with temple membership and something that's really important. Yeah, so. no, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I think, and it's interesting, I didn't know that you were um, involved in Hillel at mm-hmm. college. I mean, my daughter, my daughter's uh, college, Northern Arizona, didn't have a, a very functioning right. Hillel, so they had Chabad, and I mean, that's where she met her soon-to-be husband. Yeah. So I, I, I also love it when my children, you know, when we instill this in our children, mm-hmm. and then they, it's just so instilled in them that it's not even a thought anymore. Right. And it becomes who they are. And it's just, it's just really great to see that go from generation to generation. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I feel the same way. And it's just really hard to explain, you know, what, yeah. that, what that is. Like, I, I don't know. It's just that, that feeling that you're with your own, you know? Totally. It's just familiar. And, I, and I'm yep. sure we're not the only ones. And I'm sure that anyone watching the schmooze right now <laughs> would be like, yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. I feel like I want too. more so of that, you know? More. Yeah. So, and, and you get that when you're part of the temple and in addition to all the other membership benefits, like there's just something about knowing that you belong somewhere and mm-hmm. that it's kind of like your homeroom in life. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Well, um, yeah, we it was funny. We were making phone calls, Rabbi and I to neighborhoods. And one of mm-hmm. the things that 
um, a couple of people had brought up were, and I'm sure you will totally agree to this, you know, at the end of the service on Friday, we sing, you know, Oh Say Shalom. And so the way we do it is we all stand up and put our arms around each other. Mm -hmm. And that's always had like a special meaning to me. Again, everybody has special meanings, you know, to different parts of the services. And it was funny because somebody said, well, I want to go back to this to the sanctuary and when can we stand and put our arms around each other and we were like oh god you know i wish i had an answer for that but that's sort of like for me the all-encompassing feeling of what that feeling is like mm -hmm. i'm standing there and i'm swaying and i'm singing and i'm listening to the rabbi go off on you know the, the harmony versus the melody and right. you know we're all swaying that's a feeling that i want replicated often but i only really feel it there totally so kind of and and it was unfortunate that we really couldn't get the answer she was looking for you know it's yeah like, well soon but right now we have to stay six feet away so it's not quite going to be the same you have to grow some long arms in order exactly. to hold on to the person next exactly. to you exactly or it's just your little immediate family and then you right. know you can go hi right right so Absolutely. yeah so we'll, we'll make it work when we can but Absolutely. um that, that feeling can be replicated you know, even from a distance, I'm sure. Absolutely. So absolutely. Um, so I'm sure you've seen the show Inside the Actor Studio, hosted mm -hmm. by James Lipton. Yep. Um, and so he always asks a series of questions, and I'm about to do the same thing, but there's gonna okay. be a little schmooze twist on these okay. questions. So <clears throat> I need to know, Miss Julie Rikus, yes. what is your favorite Yiddish word? Yiddish. Hazarai. I just Hazarai. that over and over for some reason. There's just so much Hazarai in my life right now. That has to be the, the, the word that's equivalent to pivot right now. That's true. That is totally true. And as Mr. Lipton would say, what is your least favorite Yiddish word? Oi, because everybody's <laughs> saying it. Oi vey, oi vey. The wonderful right thing about Yiddish words is that they sound like what they mean exactly i mean my daughters are nine and five they've never had a yiddish lesson before it's not like they took yiddish 101 in school right right and yet i could ask them what a certain word is and they can define it in english and it's because it just sounds like what it's, it is so i think it's super fun i hope it's, it's not true. a dying language like i've heard because i think we need to keep it up well if you saw unorthodox i mean they spoke oh, yiddish yeah yes so the whole time so that was the whole time very interesting Yes, I just think our community needs to continue speaking Yiddish because it's a colorful language, if anything. So it is. Um, okay, those are great answers. Um, what turned you on Jewishly? Um, our services, and I guess the reason why is because um, I did take that the name mitzvah class, so mm -hmm. I understand what I'm doing finally. <laughs> I think like I finally been admitted into that secret society to understand the service. And so that turns me on when I'm when I'm sitting in the sanctuary or anywhere for that matter and go, oh, page 123, I don't know what that is. Or, oh, okay, we're going to do the Kadoosh. I get it. I know why. So yeah, that would have to be that. You feel like insidery, like, ooh. I do, yes. I you know, for so many years when you go to things and, and you're like, oh, why are they stepping on their toes? Why are they bending over? You know, and you ask people and they're like, I don't know, I'm just doing it because they're doing it. Well, it's like to finally understand why. It's like, right. okay, I got that secret handshake if you want it, you know, so yeah. Totally. So then, as James would say, he asks you one thing and he asks you to pivot on the other. What yep. turns you off Jewishly? Hmm. Is there anything we do? That makes you go, meh. Meh. <laughs> well, obviously I understand why we fast, but you know. It's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. It, it's not pleasant. Um, but I, I can't really think of anything that I can't stand or that, you know, I can't live with. So. Right. Right. Nothing so right now. Okay. Come back to me when you've been on the air for three years and then we'll Okay. Once I win my Emmy, I'll come back to you exactly. and make you answer that question. No, there I think I think you can answer it though. Like fasting is not something I don't think anyone enjoys. I think that's the point, right? But well, yeah, of no course. one's excited. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course that's the point. I'm I'm trying to think. I don't know. I mean, there's not really much that's like so dramatically bad. Right. I can't think of anything. 
Got it. Sorry. All right. No, you answered. You're good. Um, what sound or noise at Temple do you love? Uh, I love the cantor's voice. <laughs> Who doesn't? Take a number. <laughs> I know. For me, I just love the Broadway type of voice. And so for me, it's always been something that I, I adore. Yep. He could sing the phone book, right? And he could, yeah. And, so and especially when the choir sings with and the band. Um, yeah, that's what I really adore. Yeah. Shout out definitely to Cantor David Shukare and Stephanie Straja yeah. and, yep. and all their musicians. Those are sounds that uh, are, are trademarked TAE sounds as far Absolutely. as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Very special about us. That's, I think, our bragging rights for sure. I think so. Totally valid. Totally. I, I would definitely, yeah, I would definitely say that. Be very um, proud of it too. Is there a sound or noise at Temple that you hate? <laughs> Besides complaining. I was just going <laughs> to say. Um, no kvetching? Is that you it? know, I have to be tactful, you know? I'll um, say it for you. I'm not the president. Um, is there a noise that I don't like? Um, no, I, not really. I, I just, I can't think of any really that's, um, that terrible. Mm -mm. Nothing makes you go, ooh. I'm sure there is, but I'm on the spot and I'm not really <laughs> thinking of one. Um, not really. All right. Okay. That's all right. It'll come to you in three in the morning. You can call me and we'll set up a Absolutely. new Zoom to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, you can just edit it in. Okay, perfect. <laughs> we have a very high production budget on the schmooze. I know. Um, <laughs> I'll talk to my engineer, who is um, Brian Friedman. Who will so, magically pop out of your, your backdrop. He, he could if he <laughs> were in the room, but I right. locked the door. <laughs> um, okay, so let's pretend for a moment. Mm-hmm that all the cookies and babka did not arrive in time for the oneg and you oh, are starving all day all you can think about is i just got to get through the service and then i'll have cookies and babka i'm starving but i just got to get through the service and then i can eat except they didn't arrive and we go into the social hall and there is no cookies no babka no fruit platter what is your favorite curse word to use oh I don't think I can say it on here. We are not, <laughs> there is no rating on this program. We are allowed to swear. So if you feel like you need to use a very strong curse so, word, I'm going to warn our audience right now, you are about to hear a curse word, maybe. It would go, what the, and then you could fill in whatever word you'd like after. <laughs> I'm, thinking of one. I'm thinking of one, but you all can think of another one and, and we'll, we'll be happy to have them all. Like a true politician. What the blank with the question mark? What the blank? Yeah. Do you think it would start with an F or with an S or with an H? I don't think I can do that until next July when I'm not president. <laughs> so I'll, I'll come back and tell you that. Um, are you concerned about an impeachment? Because it apparently <laughs> doesn't matter. Possibly. Who knows? You know, I have no idea what's brewing. I have no idea. All right, so it would start with what the, and then insert your own curse word uh, here. Absolutely. I mean, you can insert, you know, there are numerous words you could insert there. Okay. Would it have four letters? It four? could. Okay. I mean, there's a couple of words that, actually, I can think of three words that have four letters. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so it could be any of those. Any of those. A buffet yes. of curse words. Choose. Yes. Yes. Build your own adventure. Yes. And then right. I would probably look for a bottle of wine if I could. <laughs> That's and true. offer that out and say, here, can I help you with some wine? Well, typically we always try to have wine in some big event at the temple. So Absolutely. hopefully that would handle you there. Well, we're Jews, you know, so we like food and, and wine. And if we, we do food, we got to have something to drink. Exactly. L'chaim to that. Exactly. Um, okay. So what temple leadership role other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, well, I actually think I'm done at this point. <laughs> uh, I've been on the board about 11 years. Uh, 11, well, that's what it feels like, actually nine years. So I'm, um, I'm happy to be the past immediate pre or immediate past president um, for whoever comes after me and help in any way I can with that. But I, I'm, it's time for younger people such as, oh, I don't know, yourself um, to make a, a, a huge mark on Judaism and our temple 
And, you know, I just honestly feel that I'm keeping the chair warm for the next generation. So there's no, there's no position that I need. What about like, because since I'm a true journalist, I have to dig a little more. Okay. Um, what about, it doesn't have to be like a big role. What about joining in some committee or area of passion for you? Um, I think I would probably spend more time on whatever book uh, groups they have going and things like that and, and try and okay. maybe get some more um, education, a Jewish education and just kind of go in that direction. Uh, like okay. I said, I don't, I mean, I have lots of different passions. I love to read, I love to travel, but I don't necessarily think that there's any position that I would want to take away from someone else. Um, Got it. Yeah, I just, I'm good. So roles that allow for brain expansion is what I'm hearing. Anything that allows you to grow intellectually, add more to your... And and be able to come to Temple as a congregant. Um, You kind of, you forget what it's like when you're on the board and, you know, you always want to be an example. And so sometimes, you know, I want to go with a wig and, you know, incognito with some glasses and just sit and enjoy the service. Um, That's not really what you're, at least the way I look at it, that's not what your job is. So, you know, you know what you are getting into and, and that's great. But I, like I said, I, I see myself as just really sitting, warming up the chair for the next generation. Right. Well, it's a deserving break, no matter what it is Absolutely. that you end up doing. So that's great. Um, pretend you are not in a capacity to be as current president, but you could mm-hmm. have any role you want right now. Say you're not leadershiped out. What temple leadership role would you not like to do? Treasurer. <laughs> Did you hesitate at all? Not at all. Not at all. Your your husband is an amazing treasurer and there have been amazing treasures. That is just not one job that I would ever want. Uh, Sorry. I I did that for another organization as well. And yeah, no, no thanks. I agree with you on that wholeheartedly. I don't do numbers. So no. I don't do. Yeah. I mean, I I do. I have to. You have to. Yeah. But not, um, that's not where my passion lies. Totally. So we'll let Brian and those weird nerds do treasury things for as long as they want to. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I tend to like the things that I think you do and, and my husband, Paul, forward facing, right. you know, people oriented type of things is really yeah. kind of, has always been my passion. The social butterfly kind of stuff, the interpersonal. Extent, yeah. Yeah. Putting yourself yeah. out there, I think. Is, yeah. yeah. I enjoy that. And you are putting yourself out there anyway. And now you're on the schmooze with Allison Friedman. Okay. Go. It's um, kind of like the view. It is. That, that's the, you got the joke. This is so exciting. <laughs> it is like the view. I just, no need, I just need, I need like a table of yentas to all exactly. like, guys, maybe that's Jewish view. Episode. Yeah. We right. can do an episode just like that. Hmm. Anyone, if you want to be on the schmooze, feel free to contact me. Um, okay. So, uh, this is the last James Lipton question that okay. comes up in his series. Um, and these questions will be the same no matter who is on my show. So okay. uh, you're the first to answer them, but whoever comes on will be answering these questions. Um, I don't know if this is so much as a, of a Jewish question or not, mm-hmm. but this is his actual question verbatim. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gate or whatever that is for Jewish people? Mm-hmm. You've given meaning to somebody else's life. That got me all for I really sincerely, but then when she started going like this, I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, isn't that like the point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what I feel. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah. that's why you're a mom. That's why you're a daughter. That's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, all those things. That's why you're a leader and a friend and yeah. Yeah, I mean. I'm pretty sure uh, that whoever is at those Jewishy pearly gates um, would definitely say that you have accomplished that and you're not even done yet. So we won't even get any further, but uh, (laughs) those are, that's that's his traditional question he asked, which I think is um, 
it's a little more serious than the other kinds of things we talk about, but you know, we've got to keep it real too. So. I don't remember that question. That's what's funny. Like I remember yeah. him asking, what's your favorite, you know, curse, curse word, word. Yeah. but I don't, I don't remember that question. Yeah. I, I miss him. I miss that show. It was a good show. I know it is a good show. And I feel like, um, if we can do it any kind of justice with mm -hmm. the schmooze, even though it's really more like the view, uh, <laughs> then, then that's an interesting way to get to know people. I think that his interviewing skills were really uh, commendable for getting to know people like on a deeper level, not just like the, what do you like, what do you don't like, so. Right. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share during your time on the schmooze? Oh. Um, it is almost time to wrap it up. Oh. But I'd love to give you the floor to discuss anything or ask me something or share something that you would want people to know. I'm trying to think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm mean for putting you on the spot all the time. No, that's okay. I'm, I, you know, you just don't want to talk about yourself. You know? uh, well, I didn't have a producer call you with a pre-interview session. I know. So that's, that's on me, but I don't have the staff. <laughs> and I'm sure that, you know, as, as your guests come on, you will start doing that. So that, you know, yeah, you should. I, I you know, um, I don't Maybe know. I'm, I mean, I'm fortunate. I see some of our congregants at the, you know, at all the doctor's offices I've worked at <laughs> over the years too. So um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just happy to be a part of the community. Well, I'm happy to be a part of the community with you. I feel like we joined shortly after you did. You have a couple of years on us. I think um, so. But you are some of the first people that we met and bonded with. I remember the very first person I met was Howard Weisenfeld. Um, oh, wow. That's not <laughs> surprising. Then, no, not at all. And that's when we, I had Madeline in my belly. And oh, wow. it was the kind. It was this. It was the kind of belly where we're not sure if this girl just ate a big dinner. <laughs> or it was like, we weren't like, it wasn't like I was ready to give birth. It wasn't that kind of belly. It was like, hmm, what, what's going on in there? Um, was it the kind where somebody would say, are you pregnant or it, are you just fat? Exactly. Right? You That's gotta where love I that, was. Right? That's where I was. Yeah. You gotta love that. It's a great time. Um, <laughs> so I remember I was stressed about what to wear at a temple because, you know, you want to be respectful, but then again, right. we're new here and we don't know like what the formality is and I want to be cute, but also I'm pregnant and I feel crappy. So what, you know, so I remember he came up to us first and probably saw the fresh meat and, uh, <laughs> and he, I believe was membership at the time as well. So it was definitely his role and he started talking to us. And then I know he like played Jewish membership ping pong and kind of pushed us around the room and we were yes, probably, we have someone else for you to meet here. Meet exactly. Here. And we were the young. And let's end up with the rabbi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, um, but I think it was that we kind of always knew, like, no matter how it went that night that we were shul shopping, that right. um, we would end up there. A, because reform. Right. Um, B, we already knew uh, the shoe tears. So we had that established relationship. And um, also, uh, Brian is an alumni of the preschool. <laughs> So yes. we knew it, would, it was like extra special that that our kids would end up going to preschool the same place daddy went. I didn't know that so. you knew that she cares before you joined. Yes. That was news to me. Didn't yes. I miss her? Surprise. So um, when Carly was about seven or eight, um, I directed her in a show in a musical summer camp. Oh, so, wow. I didn't know that. At, at the time, Brian and I lived in Feamy. And um, in Wood Ranch, and I was, we were really involved in theater out in Feeney, Brian and I, both of us. And so uh, we were so involved that we even worked on shows behind the scenes, and um, oh. I helped run the summer camp with the main director. And so Carly was one of the kids in the camp, and I just thought she was the cutest little thing. And she reminded me so much of me when I was younger, the way she was just really outgoing and so sweet and talkative and fun. And so then her parents and I started talking and, you know, and it was like, oh, well, you should come join our temple. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And here we are. <laughs> That's so funny because so. we joined the temple because we had friends, like our boys went to preschool together. So it's oh, just very yeah. interesting that there's always like some kind of yeah. catalyst to get you over there. But I had yeah. no idea that you knew, you knew them before. I mean, yeah. you know, very low profile people at the temple. It's not like they matter or anything. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> it felt yeah. it felt kind of good as a new newcomer to have like a friend in a high place too, you know. Yeah. But then also like they're truly our friends in addition to just being our leaders and 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 role models in life and parenting and marriage. I think, and I think that's too. I think that that's also what's different. Yeah. Like I remember when Rabbi Diamond was here as an interim, mm -hmm. and we had the opportunity to go trick or treating with the Tobiases, but also with Rabbi Defoe and Rabbi Diamond. And I remember, like, it was just so. It was an odd moment because like yeah. when you grow up, you're like, oh, they're on a pedestal. They would never do that. So it was just exactly. really odd to be trick-or-treating <laughs> down Hempstead with, you know, the clergy from the temple. And and I think it's those things that we'll always remember, you know? I mean totally. That's really fun. I mean, I remember like meeting Jan when she was president, having no idea she was president and like going to some, you know, breakfast and and from that moment on, like you just kind of remember certain things like how right. you remembered Howard. We remember yeah. going to like a new member breakfast and sitting down with her. Mm -hmm. And that has, I think, driven the relationship that I've had with her all over the years. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's interesting. I think just like, it's you know, little mess. moments mm -hmm. make so many bigger moments. So totally. So imagine if we yes. all have these little moments with people in our community, mm -hmm how many then big moments would come out of that, right? So I know that exactly. sounds really cheesy, but um, we all hopefully have had similar experiences um, to be able to then go back and realize, you know, this is really special or um, I wanna do more or I wanna be part of that. So, um, you know, hopefully when I get to talk to more guests on the schmooze, we'll kind of uncover some of those really cool stories. So- um, That'll be great. That's, that's that's the fun part about this. And I'm just so appreciative that you came on the show. And I always love hanging out and I, I do miss our parking lot talks and yes. our our couples date night dinners and hanging but out we at our figured house. Out a, but we figured out a way how to do the parking lot on Zoom. So we, we've taken care of that. We do have so. our Zoom parking lot session yes, still. So yeah. we, we figured that out. So that's good. <laughs> so, but no, um, I mean, thanks for doing this. I think that yeah. this is something that's needed and um, I'm, I'm very honored and humbled to be your first guest. Um, I don't Thank think you. I really had a choice either, let's be honest, <laughs> but I wish you every success and Thank I you. hope that everybody from the temple and beyond watches this. Thank you. Me too. And, and there's no commercials and I however, I am accepting sponsorships. So if you have a business that you would like to promote on the schmooze, have your people Maybe call my should... people. Maybe we should hold off on that. The high holy days are coming up and we really need, um, you know, to talk about that annual campaign. She's still getting that appeal in. Even I'm sorry, on my show. you know, the sponsorships can wait. And maybe <laughs> you'll true. have a really fun schmooze for Hanukkah. I'm hoping that you'll do that. That would be fun. I have some ideas in the works. So oh, good, good. Thank you again, Madam President Julie Reichert. <laughs> Thank you, Allison. <laughs> and um, I hope to see you next time on the schmooze. Absolutely. <laughs> is this how we Thank log you. off? I don't know how we do this. <laughs> I have um, to figure out how we end a show. This is our first I time. I think you have to hit the stop recording button. Okay. I will do that. All right. Bye, everybody. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>